Hello and welcome to the Football Betting Podcast once again. This time it's the opening weekend of the Premier League season. I'm your host as ever, Tom Pipkin. I'm joined by my co-host, Tom Walker. Hi guys, welcome to the show. Thank you for tuning in. As ever, thank you for everyone who tuned in last week. New listener, old listener, we appreciate you all. Uh, Unfortunately, it was a really tough weekend to predict. Um, Definitely one of the more unpredictable ones of recent memory as far as I'm concerned. A lot of well-fancied teams uh, didn't win last weekend. So unfortunately, the bomb-proof trebles were pretty terrible. But um, new week, new weekend, new league joins the fray. So full of opportunity and potential. Yep, never, never easy on opening day, is it? New no. signings, new managers. It's It really is hard to tell. Um, so, you know, I'm not feeling too bad about losing on opening day. I don't think many people did win. And like you said, Premier League's back this weekend, so that's another 10 games to choose from. So uh, why don't we get cracking? Absolutely. So just to run through what's going to happen on this show, we'll go through all the Premier League matches talking about who we think is going to win each one and any other tips we might have and then as usual we'll run through each of the uh, football league leagues so champ league one and league two picking out our best odds and our best bets for those particular leagues right friday the premier league is back with manchester united at home to leicester eight o'clock kickoff man united are nine to twenty the draw is 16-5 to five and Leicester are 13-2. to two. It's been a pretty turbulent, poor, I'd say, pre-season for Man United. Uh, Mourinho, standard, lots of complaints in the media. Do you think they've got enough to beat Leicester? Yes, I think they do. Um, but I will not be going anywhere near them at that price. No, me neither. Um, I, I, I don't know how anyone can look at United and think, yeah, they're, they're worth that risk. No. Like, I'm going to put a substantial amount on to get absolutely nothing back. No. <laughs> they, they've been... You, turmoil is exactly the right way to describe their pre-season. It, it's been diabolical. Um, going after players that, you know, are kind of turning the nose up at United... I don't know if Harry Maguire would have uh, stayed at Leicester uh, if Sir Alex Ferguson was in charge. Um, they're after players that don't want to be there. Pogba, by all accounts, doesn't want to be there. His agent's trying to get him out of the club. Yeah. Uh, there's complaints about young players all the time. The mood is negative. The performances are poor. Um, for me, Mourinho is a dead man walking and United are going to really struggle this year. The way they're going, it's, uh, it's not looking good for United. But, you know, Mourinho has a tendency to be all doom and gloom in the press and kind of create this siege mentality for his team. You know, it's everyone against Manchester United. And then performances on the pitch might actually be all right. But as you say, odds of 9-20, to 20, I do not want to go anywhere near Manchester United. Um, do you think Pogba will go? I don't think he'll go because... Um, I don't think United can get a replacement in of that world-class quality that quickly. No, absolutely and not. Well, the window. Although shoots. the Spanish, the Spanish transfer deadline is open for another couple of weeks, mm. the Premier League one isn't. So, you know, I, I can't see that happening. I do think that 
maybe next year or January, maybe yeah. there'll be a move. Um, because for me, the Pogba that we saw at the World Cup was completely different to Mourinho's Pogba. Yeah, completely. It is, um, and I guess it's one the kind of style of football that Manchester United play under Jose Mourinho. And two, I think when he plays in the French team, he's got a Kante there who does all the dirty work and, you know, does all the, the leg work. So Pogba can roam and have that license to be creative, do all his fancy tricks and flicks and really express himself further up the pitch. Whereas I think Mourinho demands a lot more of every single player. Um, and Pogba kind of doesn't, play at his best when he's got to track back as much and try and win the ball back etc etc yeah and uh, um, that job's supposed to be Matic isn't it yeah that's supposed to be Matic's job really um, but it doesn't seem to seem to work out that way so um, yeah I don't know I for me United are, are way off um, even Liverpool for me I think they're yeah. really going to struggle yeah I agree um, bringing it back to this game, I would say I don't want to tip United to win because I I just do not fancy them enough to be honest. No, for me I I like you know I like the idea of Leicester scoring. Yeah, I like the idea of Leicester scoring. I really like their uh, acquisition of Madison. I obviously seen clips of him in the Championship last year. He looks a hell of a player. Mm. Um, so I'm really excited to see what he can bring at the top level. And for me, I'd like the look of both teams to score. It's 21 to 20. That's um, a good price. So, yeah, not bad that. Um, I think, you know, it might highlight United's need for centre-halves. Yeah. Um, I, I think. So, yeah, yeah, for me, both teams to score is what I would tip. Yeah, well, 24 of Leicester's 38 games last season did actually end both teams to score. So... The form's there if they carry on as they did last season. Yep, 100%. Right, we'll roll on to Saturday then. And the 12.30 kickoff is Newcastle at home to Spurs. Newcastle are 12-5, the draw 5-2, and Spurs the favourites, 21-20. I feel like this is a battle between two clubs where both sets of fans are complaining about the lack of transfer business um, for various reasons. Spurs, you can kind of understand it a bit more with the whole new stadium that thing that's going off. Newcastle, Mike Ashley wants to sell, so he don't want to put any more money in, so it's frustrating for them. Um, I think if Tottenham and their key players like Kane, Ali, Trippier, a lot of the England guys can come back fresh from the World Cup, then I think Tottenham beat Newcastle here. I also, it's, it's two people that have gone out shopping and nothing's in their size. Basically, <laughs> that that's how I describe both of their summers. Newcastle have, have bought in some decent little players, haven't they? They bought, you know, the Ravkas here. Uh, Rondon's a decent loan signing. Keys a good signing. Uh, they, they've done okay, uh, but I'm sure Rafa would want more. Yeah. And for Spurs, they're they're crying out for a little bit of an injection, aren't they, into the squad? And it's just not happening. Um, in terms of the game, for me, I would be looking at uh, Tottenham to win an under 2.5. I think okay. it'll be quite low scoring. Harry Kane has never scored a Premier League goal in August. Mm. And I think they might get a scrappy 1-0, 2-0 at a push. 
and uh, Tottenham and under 2.5 is 7 to 2. That's a pretty good price, that is. Yeah, I can see that. I can see that happening. Um, if Harry Kane doesn't score in this game, this whole Harry Kane's never scored in August thing will blow up. I'm sure it will. I'm sure it'll become a big thing, like it did last season. Until he scores, it's just going to keep snowballing and snowballing and snowballing. It's a weird thing, isn't it? I don't know if it's just tiredness or maybe, I don't know, the heat. <laughs> I don't know what it is, but I'm trying to work it out because um, he's phenomenal for the rest of the season. Yeah, it's, it's a weird one. It's a weird one, but... Um, for both of us, Spurs to win this one, we think, here. Um, we'll go on to the three o'clocks then. The first one is Bournemouth against Cardiff. Bournemouth are 10-11, to 11, the draw 12-5, to 5, and Cardiff are 3-1. to 1. Just a point before we go into this, I don't like that it's opening weekend in the Prem and we've only got four three o'clock kickoffs. I don't know if it's me Hello. being a bit of a traditionalist, but I feel like we should have more three o'clocks on the first match day. First match day? I I don't like the Friday night thing, nope. the first match day. I think it should be, yeah, out of the 10 games, I feel like we should have six on a Saturday, three on a Sunday, and one on the Monday. I quite like that. I, I think that's yeah. good stuff. Yeah, I wouldn't even have one on the Monday. I'd just have, yeah. I'd probably have about seven on Saturday and three on Sunday or something like that, but. It it is it is disappointing. Like match of the day, that everyone looks forward to it. Soon as the season ends, obviously we've had the World Cup this year, but normally the season ends, you can't wait for match of the day just to roll yeah. around with the opening games. It's, unless it's still going to be good, but yeah, you'd like to see every team, wouldn't you? Or you'd like to see most of them. Yeah, exactly. It's a, sh- it's a shame. Um, bringing it back to the game, I think it's time to stick the knife into Cardiff a little bit. I don't know about you. But I think yeah, I'm ready. Let's go. <laughs> no, I was at the ready. Um, I think it's bordering on suicidal. When you're back in the Premier League, your manager Neil Warnock says we're really going to give it one big last go. Um, personally, for him, because he's probably going to retire after whether this season works out or not. But the signings they've made are, for me, unproven, good Championship players at best. Looking at Bobby Reed, had one good season for Bristol City. Josh Murphy, unproven at this level, decent in the champ for Norwich. Greg Cunningham, he's not a Premier League player. Alex Smith, he's, he's not either. Um, and you need to score goals if you're going to stay up in this league. Middlesbrough found that out a couple of seasons ago. And if you've got Reed, Danny Ward, Kenneth Zahor, and Gary Medine as your forward options, you are not going to stay up. Not a chance. <laughs> You've took every point. Every point that I had. I In my notes here, I've got Cardiff. They're going to be awkward. They're going to be horrible. They're going to be tough to play against, but they won't score. They mm. won't score enough goals. Uh, the, and you're spot on. Yeah. You're spot on about the uh, the attacking threat. I think Zahor, he's potentially a Premier League player from what I've seen. But if he gets injured, what on earth are they going to do? No. I heard Sol Bamba played in midfield in a friendly oh, the other day. God sake, I knew he swore on the podcast. I don't like to do that. <laughs> <laughs> could, you, could you imagine? No. You Pogba against Sol Bamba. Like, this is going to be, like, Warnock's going to get them um, organised. Like I said, they're going to be hard to beat. I don't think 
you're going to see Bournemouth battering Cardiff no. 5-0 no. on opening day. But as the season goes on, I think it's going to be it's going to be really really tough. I think as it stands right now without a miracle, Cardiff are going to go down and almost almost break the points record. I think they're going to be that reckon? bad. Wow. Wow. I think yeah. they're going to be that bad. Yeah. yeah. This is what happens, right? Everyone knows that Cardiff overachieved. Yeah. And the achievement was unbelievable. But sometimes a, a chairman would say you can never go up too early. But they just the squad was just not equipped. Like I, I still don't know how they got promoted. No. I still don't know how. But I feel like they've they've gone up like a couple of years too early and I think it's really going to end badly. Like, yeah. really bad. Yeah, I think uh, fair play to Warnock. He's stuck faith with the players that have gotten them there. But, yeah. you know, you've got to be ruthless, I think, when you get to the top level. You've got to, yes. to recognise that they are not of a high enough quality to cut it and stay up in the division. Yeah, and I think you can have... I think, Joe, you know what Bournemouth did? Bournemouth had four or five of the squad yep. that how for are good enough to play at that level and are like tried and trusted kind of soldiers of Bournemouth, right? Yeah. And but they built around them. They they've got that core of players, which is good for togetherness and kind of relating to the fans and all that stuff. Um and then they bought a couple of players in to play around them. Warnock, I, I'm sure he's tried, let's be honest. He's probably tried, but at the end of the day, it's it's who you actually get in the door. Yeah. If if it was oh, I nearly signed this guy, Arsenal would have won about twenty five Premier Leagues in a row. Wenger's <laughs> <laughs> nearly signed everyone. So yeah, back to the game. I think Bournemouth will find it relatively tough, but I think they will come through. And ten to eleven, I actually like that price. I think that's pretty attractive. Yeah, it is. Um, Bournemouth signings, uh, Jefferson Lerma has just been pretty much confirmed, so he should be a solid addition. As should David Brooks from Sheffield United. Um, Diego Rico, left-back, I think, from Levante, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Couldn't yeah, tell you a, a thing, about, couldn't tell you thing about him. But um, they're, they're steadily building on what they've put together over the last few seasons, and I think definitely taking steps in the right direction at Bournemouth. Yeah, definitely. They've, you know, I, I don't think they'll be in any danger of going down. I think they're just going to finish mid-table. Yeah. Um, yeah, Howe and the whole club's doing a great job, and I think they'll win opening day. Yeah, me too. Um, let's move on then to Fulham against Palace. Fulham are 5-4, to four. the draw is 23-10, to 10, and Palace are 11-5. to five. I think this game is going to be really good, actually. I definitely think you're going to get both teams to score. I've actually got score draw written down in my notes. We spoke about how Cardiff signings have been poor. Fulham's, on the, on the other hand, has really impressed me. Um, Mawson, good addition. One of the few lights in Swansea's poor season last year. Seri, big coup, considering that the Champions League clubs were chasing him. Mitrovic, back on a permanent. He was instrumental second half of last season. Um, Schurler had some Premier League and international experience. I think they're well equipped. I think they're going to keep the core, like Kearney, Sessegnon, these exciting players. 
um, but they've added experience and uh, quality around them. Yeah, Fulham have done well. They've never been short of cash. That's one thing to say about Fulham. No, no. Um, never been short of cash, no. even before they went down. No. London um, location helps as well. Yeah, it does help. Players. Yeah, it really does. Um, so, yeah, they've they've done really well in the transfer market. Um, yeah, and like you said, complete chalk and cheese when it comes to Car- Cardiff. Um, yeah, polar opposites. Um, looking at Palace on the flip side, I'm actually impressed with their signings as well. There's only three so far, uh, but Guita, I think you pronounce his name. I, I'll get proved wrong on match of the day on Saturday. <laughs> but um, Spanish goalkeeper in from Getafe, uh, Cuyate, very solid Premier League performer from West Ham. Um, and Max Mayer from Schalke on a free. Yeah. Rumours that he was going to Liverpool, Arsenal, Bayern Munich, Dortmund, all these clubs. He's at Selhurst Park. And it's going to go one or two ways. Either Palace have wooed him and they've got an incredible player um, who's probably undersold himself a bit. Yeah. Or there's something just a bit missing, which is why Palace have got him. Yeah, yeah. I think for them as well, so far, holding on to Zaha is probably their best bit of business because he's the real X factor in that team. Yeah, you're, you're spot on. Still still rumours in there. One week it's Arsenal, then it's yeah. Chelsea, then it's Tottenham. It's Dortmund. Will he stay, week. will he go? Yeah, Dortmund. Like all, all these teams. Like Will he stay, will he go? I don't think Palace will go down this year, but I think they're going to find it a lot more of a struggle if they don't have Zaha. Yeah, yeah. Um, what do you fancy for this game? Um, like I say, draw for me, 23-10. to 10. I think that's the way to go, but it's going to be good. Yeah, it's going to be good. I, you know, I, I can't pick a, pick between the two. Um, especially if you read in... I, I, one tip for the profit chasers, don't read into last season too much when you're looking at... Um, Palace's away form from last year. They were definitely better at home, but a lot of that was when they didn't win nine, ten games in a row or whatever it was. Um, I think six of those were away. So just be careful when you're looking at your stats. Um, For me, I would go for over 2.5. It's 19 to 20, um, and I I, I like it. I can see someone winning 2-1, 2-2, something like that. Yeah, that's a good price. Didn't think it'd yeah. be as good as that. Yeah, I I was surprised, um, but yeah, that's what that's what's on offer, Tommy P. Good find, good find. Um, we'll move on then to the third three o'clock. That's Huddersfield against Chelsea. Huddersfield nine to two, the draw fourteen to five, and Chelsea eight to thirteen. The beaten Community Shield finalist Chelsea didn't look. All that impressive. Got found out a little bit by Man City, but it's early days. I think they're going to take a bit of time to adapt to Sarri's 4-3-3 in comparison to what they played last season, like the usual 5-3-2 under Conte. But um, I think they've got enough quality to to beat Huddersfield here. They're not without their problems. Like, say, Courtois throwing a hissy fit at the moment, refusing to show up for training to try and force through a move to probably Real Madrid. But I do think they'll have enough. Oh, I'm not sure. I'm not sure. Um, Huddersfield, 
it's going to be a tough game. They're going to be right up for it again. And, you know, it's going to be exactly as it was uh, last year. A couple of uh, transfers that they bought in this year. Um, obviously, for me, the outstanding one is Eric Durham um, from Dortmund. He, he's a very accomplished fullback. Um, bought in a couple of players I don't know too much about as well. Dia Carby from Monaco, for example. Will he be good? Will he be bad? I don't know. But my problem is not Huddersfield. It's actually Chelsea. I feel like they're playing catch-up at the moment. And I feel they're going to be very toothless this year. Um, Morata is not... He's just not doing it, is he? He's, he's just no, not doing no, it. No, Last no. year he struggled. Um, I don't think he had even a shot on uh, uh, in the Community Shield game. Giroud, big fan of Giroud. I think he's very underrated. But... Will he get the game time over Morata? Uh, didn't exactly pull up any trees in the World Cup this summer. I think they're going to have a bit of a problem scoring goals and a lot's going to rest on Hazard. Um, like for them. me, I would 8-13 to 13 for Chelsea. Uh, uh, no, no. no. It's, it's too much of a risk for me. No, OK, fair enough. Would you uh, just say no bet or do you have anything that you uh, Yeah, I mean... The one thing that I was kind of flirting with, I, I did, I did initially think you're right. You know, no bet's a good bet. But what I did like the look of is under two point five goals. It's seventeen to twenty, so I was, I was hoping for a little bit more than that. Um, but under two point five is what I would, uh, I would go for. Yeah. Okay. Well, Huddersfield's last ten Premier League games, if we go back to last season, have all featured under two point five goals. So. You could be on to something there. but um, There you go. For me, I'm going to go for Chelsea. Tom, we say under 2.5 goals. Uh, the last three o'clock then we'll go on to, if we have to, it's Watford at home to Brighton. Uh, Watford, the home side, are priced at 6-5, to five, the draw 9-4, to four, and Brighton 23-10. to 10. Um, I've told you already, I'm really struggling... <laughs> to get the enthusiasm required to talk about this game. I really am. This is where I think, oh, God, oh, just a, this is dull. Two sides who I think are going to struggle, actually, this season. Um, history shows you matches between these two sides are never very entertaining. Two meetings last season finished 0-0 and 1-0. I think there's a lack of goals in both teams. And I just, I'm very uninspired, and I'd feel sorry if you're a Watford fan or a Brighton fan. Very dull. Very dull. I think for the season coming up, certainly think Brighton are a bit more better equipped than Watford, uh, personally. I don't know how you feel about that. I just, I, just Watford just completely uninspire me. And me. Uh, fair play to Watford. Because they've actually kept their manager for this season, which is a, a rarity. Javier Gracio <laughs> is still in charge. Um, but with regards to signings over the summer, they've largely done their usual trick of bringing in players that nobody's ever really heard of. For example, Ken Semmer, Adam Messina, Mark Navarro, Ben Wilmot. Anybody heard of any of them, really? No? Not, not a single one. Ben Foster. <laughs> that's the that's the only player I've heard of this season that's yeah. come in, and he's not even going to play probably. <laughs> so, yeah, just just very what a bizarre club. 
Yeah. Honestly. We say this every time. What a bizarre time, club. Year, We've said year. how many times we'd hate to be Watford fans. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's it's a tough one to call this one. It really is. Brighton have had a stinking pre-season as well. I know we say don't look too much into pre-season. It's not about the results, but they played three lower league sides, Wimbledon, um, Charlton and Birmingham. They've not beaten any of them. Uh, they lost to Wimbledon, drew with Charlton, drew with Birmingham. So it doesn't inspire much confidence, to be honest. Um, when you're looking at that and you're looking at a lot of their signings, quite a few are unknown, new to the league, uh, new to the country. It's I couldn't back Brighton and Watford aren't really giving me anything which wants to make me back them either. So <laughs> It's true. It's honestly true. Um yeah, I mean, Brighton have seemed to have put all their eggs in an Iranian basket with Jahan Bakash. Never heard of him. Fernandes de Silva from Leipzig, 9 million. Never heard of him. Bissouma from Lille, never heard of him. So this is just going to be a complete... Are they, are they trying to emulate Watford? Like what? They... <laughs> I, I don't know, mate. I don't know. I was looking, they signed some Colombian winger... It's just, I don't know who's playing. I don't know any teams. For no. me, honestly, I think it's going to be that low scoring. I would tentatively tip under 1.5 goals. And no, that is 2-1. No. to one. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> this um, That's honestly what I'm thinking. It's going to be that bad. Jahan Bakash, is, I can't even pronounce his name. Um, yeah. he, he was the top scorer in the Eredivisie last season. Twenty-one goals in his thirty-three games. So, yeah. Um, well, we'll have to wait and see how that translates to the Premier League because a lot of times in the past we've seen these high-scoring players come over from Holland and just cannot cut it in the Prem. Um, I know Brighton last season in January signed Lekaja, didn't they, from PSV? He was scoring for fun there, and he's not really... I don't think he's got any. Has he got any? I don't think he got any last season, did he? Uh, probably not. Maybe one. Hang on, oh, he, got, he yeah. got one. I'm just looking now, he got one. Oh, well, there we go. Yeah. His, history just says that it's just not going to work out. So, I really don't think that um, the Eredivisie is, is where to go, but you can get a better bargain there than someone that scored 20 goals in La Liga. So... Yeah. Yeah, I can see why clubs do it. But awful game. Please, can we move on? <laughs> Absolutely. Um, okay, so we're going to move on to the 5.30 for Saturday. It is Wolves at home to Everton. Wolves 5-4, to four, the draw 23-10, to 10, and Everton 11-5. to five. I don't know about you, but I feel like Marco Silva has been at Everton for bloody ages. This is his first match in charge. <laughs> it just seems to me like he's been there a long time. Um Wolves, obviously, first game back in the big time. Keen to make a statement, I'm sure. Both teams have made the headlines in the transfer market for different reasons. Everton have just lobbed about £40 million on Richarlison. Wolves have signed the best of the rest from Portugal, aside from bloody Ronaldo. Um, it's, it's a tough one to call, to be honest. But two teams um, with a lot to prove this season, I think. A lot of expectation yeah. on both both sides. Yeah, why there's expectation on Everton, I'll, I'll never know. <laughs> when, when are their fans going to wake up and realise that they sign absolute bang average players for <laughs> incredible money? 
they've spent an unbelievable amount of money. It's it's crazy, yeah. and they have not progressed at all. No. It's it's actually laughable. Um, so yeah, I'm really not holding out for Everton. I think they're going to finish mid table again. Wolves. Everyone knows about their agent thing. Everyone knows that they've got some very, very, very exciting, especially young players. Um, yeah, I, I've never, I can't really remember the last time a promoted side had so much expectation about them. No, me neither. It's it's really, um, they're actually like expected to finish in the top ten, maybe, which is which is madness. Yeah. Um, their signings this season, Jimenez. Moutinho and Rui Patricio are all very good players, very, very solid. Um, Adama Traore is pretty much pending. Um, I wouldn't say that's, you know, stellar, 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 stellar signings. They're just very good players for a promoted side. Yeah. I don't, I don't know about you. I feel like most of Wolves' best players are kind of already there. Yeah, they have. They've made loans into permanence, haven't they? Like Diego yeah. Jota, Willy Bolly. Bonatini, um, which they needed to do, I guess, because they did so well last season. Um, yeah. I think all their business, yeah, fair enough. Good business. I don't know about top 10. There's a lot of people who think they will, but I think the way they perform so well in the championship, people might get a little bit ahead of themselves. I think they'll be comfortable. Yeah. Yeah, I, th- I think they're going to, you know, there'll be a, a period where, you know, like Bournemouth, there's a period in the season almost every year where they start to look over their shoulder as opposed to forward. Yeah. And I think that moment will happen at, at Wolves where they, they'll lose a couple and people will be like, oh, you know, here we go, QPR Mark two. <laughs> but, and then, yeah, I, I can't see him going down. I think yeah. they'll be okay. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I'm sure they will. Um, for this game... I'm going to go draw. 23 to 10. I'm actually I'm actually going to go for Wolves, I think. Yeah? Um, yeah. I, I, it's because I just don't fancy Everton like at all to do anything this season. I, look at their team. It's so average. <laughs> so yeah. average. I'm yeah. sick of Everton. And To be honest, I, you know, if you're an Everton fan, I appreciate the support, but Everton just needs the, the whole club, the whole fan base just needs to relax and realise you've got average players on giant money. So yeah. I think you're going to lose. Away at Molyneux, 5-4, to four, Wolves for me. OK, we'll go on to Sunday's games then. Three to talk about for Sunday. First one, Liverpool against West Ham. Liverpool are very, very short. They're 2-9. to nine. The draw, 5-1. to one. And West Ham, 11-1 to one. now. They were actually about 14-15-1 earlier on in the day. Um, but yeah, I think Liverpool will win this. I think it's very tight. I would not go anywhere near them at that price. Because West Ham, new man in charge, a raft of new players. I think they'll be pretty decent this season, to be honest. Um, but Liverpool sh- should definitely have enough quality to beat them. Yeah, I think West Ham have definitely upgraded haven't they? Absolutely. They've really spent some money after pressure on the board last year. They've really spent some cash this year. Uh, one of the Premier League's top spenders this year. Um, they've had Bilic. They've had David Moyes. This is an upgrade, for sure. 
uh, for Pellegrini. I think it's a really, really good appointment. And yeah, I think they're gonna they're gonna do really well this year. Um, I think they're really gonna push those Europa League spots. But ultimately, I think they are going to lose against probably the best equipped team to challenge City this year. Yeah, yeah, I'd say they are definitely. Um, I think the signings that West Ham have brought in, Wilshere, Ryan Fredericks on freeze, both good acquisitions. Um, then you've got Yarmolenko, Felipe Anderson in attacking areas, which will mean they're just not so reliant on Anatovic or Lanzini for creativity and goals, which was so often kind of their undoing last season. Because when they both got injured, which they did for a period, I think it was around kind of January, February, March, they really struggled. Um, so I just think they've got much greater squad depth and uh, a better standard of players to come in if they do get any injuries or, or anything like that. Yeah, um, upgraded on um, James Collins with Issa Diop as well. Never seen him play, but cost a cool twenty-two million. Mm. So hoping he'll be uh, he'll be much better for West Ham as well. So. Fingers crossed they improve at both ends. Yeah. Let's have a quick chat about Liverpool's transfer business whilst we're at it. Alisson, a lot of money. Good signing, though. Great signing. Really good yeah. signing. Um, I'll be honest, I only really took attention of him last couple of seasons, uh, just when Roma started to get a bit better. But it was a position... Ever, it was They were desperate before, even before Carrius as circus act in the Champions League. And yeah. Yeah, I think that was very needed. Yeah, absolutely. Um, they got Naby Keita and Fabinho. They'll uh, definitely add some more steel and depth to the midfield. Uh, Shakiri, I don't care what anyone says, for £13 million, Shakiri is a bargain at that price and definitely worth paying. Proven Premier League performer. They're, I'd still say they're probably missing one more centre-back who's really class and an alternative to Fabinho up front. But... They're definitely plugging the holes, addressing the problem areas, and uh, like you say, they're best equipped for me to challenge City this season. Yeah, as Van Dijk was absolutely monumental last year. Um, one of the best uh, January signings of in the Premier League era for me. He was unbelievable. But next to him is going to be Clavin, Lovren, Matip. Lovren's the best defender in the world. Oh, give it so, a rest. The self-proclaimed Adrian. best centre-back in the world. <laughs> yeah, relax, mate. Jesus. Um, yeah, I think Liverpool have done really well. Naby Keita, I'm really excited to see. Very box-to-box. Uh, can do a little bit of everything. Those kind of midfielders are a dying breed. So, yeah, really interested to see what they can do. Um, back to uh, the Sunday game. Liverpool, for me, I think West Ham might nick a goal. Um, but, yeah, Liverpool for me. Yeah. For, well, West Ham to score, a goal is 5-6, to six, which I think is a really good price. Yeah, that is a good price because, you know, like, as we said, West Ham have really, uh, they've really kind of turned it on a little bit, haven't they, after some shocking, shocking seasons. Yeah. Um, Liverpool to win. Uh, both teams to score, thirteen to eight, pretty attractive. Cool. Right, so we'll go on to the next game on Sunday. That is Southampton at home to Burnley. 
Southampton are eight to eleven. The draw five to two, and Burnley four to one. This is a, a big price for Burnley, actually four to one. Southampton not that good, but I'm kind of assuming it's because their season has begun already. Twenty sixth of July in the Europa League qualifying, they play again. Tough trip away to Istanbul on Thursday night, which is then obviously followed by this Sunday away match. Um, considering they've got a small squad as it is, struggling to bring players in, I think there could be some tired legs on Sunday for this one. Yeah, you're right. Southampton are not that good. But I feel like Burnley, Burnley are going to see, especially at the start, I feel like they're going to see the Europa League as the priority. And I'm actually really happy that they that they are. So many teams get in the Europa League and then throw it. I think what was the point in getting in? Yeah. At least at least try and get far. I understand that the Premier League, you know, if you go down, it's just the literally the end of the world. Um but yeah, I think Burnley are going to put their eggs in the Europa League basket. I think Southampton will win. Uh, this game, terrible price, but really, really not interested in that. No, I think I think you're right. Eight to eleven for Southampton, they'll win. But um, I do fear the Europa League could be the undoing of Burnley this season. I really do. If they're playing Thursday, Sunday, a lot of the time, I think it's going to be tough on them because, like I say, they've got a small squad. Daesh likes a small, tight knit squad. So as the season drags on. You know, there's going to be a lot of game time and a lot of minutes in these legs. And it's, I just hope it doesn't catch up with them, but um, I do worry for them a little. I I always wonder, what is the difference between playing uh, Wednesday, Saturday, as opposed to Thursday, Sunday? What? Say if you're you've got a midweek if match, you're in the, or if you're in the Champions League, and you play Wednesday. And you play Saturday, you have Thursday, Friday off. If you're in the Europa League, you play Thursday, you have Friday, Saturday off, and you play Sunday. You don't hear that when it comes to the Champions League. Well, I know what you mean. Technically, there's no difference whatsoever because it's the same time frame, yeah, isn't same it, time. in between games. But I do think with the Champions League teams, you've got a much, you've got much greater squad depth, haven't you? So you can rotate players more and... You've got a better quality of player coming in for your weekend match, perhaps, whereas I think Burnley are going to heavily rely on a, a lot of the same players. So that's, But usually, yeah. you know, if you had the exact same team playing Wednesday, Saturday, and then the exact same team playing Thursday, Sunday, there should be no difference. There should be no excuse for, for not performing. Yeah, I absolutely agree. Um, it's just always something that, you know, I've always... Uh, yeah. I've always thought about, you know, I've always thought that's a bit of a cliche when it comes to Europa League. But, you know, you don't often hear fans and pundits talk about uh, the break in the Champions League. But, yeah, Yeah. I think think you're right. They are going to find it tough. Um, They're trying to bring some players in. Um, Ben Gibson, for me, is a very average signing. I don't think that's going to improve them, to be honest. I'd much rather have me and Tarkovsky. (laughs) Um, than Ben Gibson to be honest oh god so much pace in that back line (laughs) no you clown I meant Ben me oh right (laughs) (laughs) 
me. I don't fancy myself as a Premier fa- League I thought you fancied yourself more over Ben Gibson at the centre-back. No, mate. No, mate. As in Ben <laughs> Me, the Burnley captain. Jeez. My God. <laughs> that is... Do you know what? If, they, if we were doing a fine system, that that would be a giant fine for you. <laughs> oh, oh, God. You can't get... Literally, that's... That, that was a genuine mistake from yourself. <laughs> you couldn't write that. <laughs> okay, I don't, yeah. No, yeah, I'd rather have Ben B. I definitely wouldn't rather have yeah. you there instead of Ben Gibson. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, just to clear that up. Yeah, let's, let's quickly move on from that gaff and uh, on to the showpiece match of the weekend. Uh, it's Arsenal against Man City. It's at four o'clock and Arsenal are 13-5 to five for this one. In Emery's first match, the draw 11 to 4, and Man City begin the defence of their title at price of 10 to 11. See, for me, you know, just carried on from where they left off last season in the Community Shield last weekend. I think this yeah. Arsenal side will be better. Uh, I think more functional, less flair than it was under Wenger. I think there's going to be a bit more steel, rigidity. They won't be as uh, soft under Emery as they were under Wenger but um, I think nonetheless City have got Arsenal's number here Uh, 3-1, 3-0, 3-0 in the three games they played against each other last season and I think it's going to be a similar story again Yeah, do you know what before the other day um, I looked at I looked at this game and I thought you know, Arsenal wave of optimism New manager, first time in 22 years. Club needed a refresh. There's no doubt about that. Um, got some new players in. You know, kind of rejig the squad a little bit. Then Stan Kroenke announces that he's going to purchase the whole club from Usmanov. Mm-hmm. I went on Twitter today. Um, you know, just having a look about what the news is. I'm seeing people are planning protests oh, against Kroenke. I'm seeing people are doing marches. They're bringing out banners. So Wenger out is, is just turned into Kroenke out, is it now? Kroenke out, yeah. <laughs> so now, so now you've got all this optimism, and Emery's, you know, trying to do something here, which yeah. is a very, very hard job to follow someone like like Wenger, and now. He's got all the fans on side, and then this happens. Now the club's divided. Yeah, it's it's such a mess. I feel sorry for Arsenal fans. Like they they almost caught a break. Well, no, someone's there to piss on their parade. Yeah, and I think Man City will find it pretty comfortable, and I think they'll win um, by two or three goals. Yeah, me too. Me too. Um, Let's move on then, shall we? Spend a lot of time here talking about the Prem. Let's. Swiftly move on into the championship and look at our best bits for this weekend's games. So straight off the bat, any that are standing out for you? There are, Tom. Um, I, I really like the championship this weekend, actually. Yeah. Um, I think there's there's quite a lot of uh, teams that you can look at. First of all, uh, I'm going to start off with our boys. The boys in red, Nottingham Forest. Yeah. Um, coming off the back of absolutely battering West Brom 1-1. <laughs> um, <laughs> they've got a home game against Reading. Um, Reading were pretty average to poor against Derby um, on the opening game of the uh, EFL season. 
you can get Forrest at four to six. Uh, even with three, four players rotated tonight, uh, Forrest were outstanding for 80 minutes. And um, for me, four to six at home to Reading, really, really like that price. Yeah, definitely should be three points for Forrest there. Um, I'd look at a team that is exactly the same price, four to six. That's Middlesbrough at home to Birmingham. So Borough absolutely tonked. Sheffield United on Tuesday, very comfortable 3-0 win to follow up from there. Come from behind, 2-0 against Millwall. Um, they just got momentum at the moment. Yes, they're going to lose Traore, probably to Wolves in the coming days. But uh, talk is they're launching an ambitious bid for Yannick Balassi, who would definitely be a de- decent sign at championship level. But um, Balassi, no Balassi, Traore, no no Traore, I think uh, Borough will have way too much for Birmingham here. Yeah, 100%. Middlesbrough, very impressive um, in the first couple of games, that's for sure. Um, I'm going to stay with um, another promotion favourite. Um, they will be without their best player, no doubt. Uh, but Aston Villa entertain Wigan um, at Villa Park on Saturday. Uh, Villa a ten to eleven. Ten to eleven. I think that is such a good price. Um, I'm really, really liking that. I, I know they're going to lose Grealish. Yes, there's going to be a smidge of doom and gloom. And yes, Wigan did win their first game, um, but ultimately, I think Villa will have too much for the newly promoted Latics. Yeah, fair enough. I think both teams are definitely scoring this one. Thirty-one to forty. Um, I think Wigan are going to have one of them seasons where it's going to be more like we'll outscore you rather than uh, be grinding out any 1-0s anytime soon. Yeah, 3-2 against Sheffield Wednesday, your first game. <laughs> kind of uh, yeah, kind of sets the tone a little bit, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. I remember it reminds me of um, last time they're in the championship, the season, before, the season when they got relegated. Um, their second game of the season was against Forest, and we beat them four three. So, yeah, here we go again. Yeah. Other than that, there weren't any which I really, really like the look of. Um, Ipswich are a good price, two to one outsiders away at Rotherham, who had an absolutely shocking opening day. Um, what five one loss away at Brentford? This is a yeah. be- better squad, better manager than the one who finished bottom of the championship two seasons ago. And yet they still got absolutely battered. Um, that's going to be very demoralising. So, you know, it's all about whether they can bounce back or not. But Ipswich at 2-1 to one are, uh, are a handy price there. Yep, Ipswich themselves aren't the best, best team in the league. But I think you're right. Uh, there's going to be a lot of pressure early on in the first home game at the New York Stadium for Rotherham. Uh, one more from me. Uh, I like the look of Blackburn. Um, I know that Millwall are a very, very tough customer. Mm-hmm. And you get no easy games against Millwall. They make it difficult. I, I don't know if anyone remembers from last week, the EFL uh, opening weekend special that we did. I said that Blackburn were my team to kind of watch out for. Um, I think they'll finish top 10 um, minimum. And 11-8, to eight, the first game at Ewood Park, back in the Championship. I expect them to uh, to get a victory there. Okay, fair enough. 
Um, just a quick one, Derby against Leeds. That is the TV match, 5.30 on Saturday. Lampard against Bielsa. Quick thing I read about uh, Bielsa. I don't know if it's true or not, but apparently he worked out that it takes an average three hours of work for a fan to afford a match day ticket at Ellen Road. So then he made the players go and pick up litter for three hours to show them the kind of hard work that fans have to put in to attend a match. <laughs> love it. Yeah. Love it. If that's true. I love fair, that fair kind point. of old yeah. school management. Yeah. Me too. Me I too. really I do. Don't, you know, um, I don't know whether it's one of them stories that are just kind of made up on social media and then do the rounds. Like when Balotelli was at Man City, you, Jesus Christ, the stories that he paid off everyone's student loan at the uni. <laughs> yeah. That circulated yeah. once, and I was like, "Well, he didn't pay bloody mine off, did he?" So that was obviously <laughs> that obviously wasn't true. <laughs> yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I, I hope it is true. Uh, quick word on that game, just a very quick prediction. It's second game of the season, so it can't be too big of a game. But um, biggest game of the weekend, probably. Who who you siding with? Uh, sitting on the fence, both teams to score. Oh, like that. Let, let me just For me. I think I go for Leeds purely because they really impressed me on the weekend. Yeah, they were um, impressive. Derby kind of snuck by Reading, didn't yeah. they? Whereas Leeds blew away Stoke. So uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, Leeds for me. If you're interested, they're fourteen to five. That is good. Both teams to score uh, thirty-one to forty. Tasty. So let's quickly move on then to League One, League One. For me, straight off the bat, Portsmouth away at Blackpool. 8-5 to five for Portsmouth, who started opening day with a good win. Battled to a 1-0 against Luton. Blackpool, though, turmoil strikes once again at Blackpool. Uh, Gary Bowyer, the manager, has resigned after just one game of the new season, citing multiple off-the-field issues as the reason. Um I think Portsmouth, who are looking a good bet so far to make a sustained playoff push, they're a good bet at eight to five against this Blackpool side, who are surely going to be in turmoil. Yeah, yeah, hundred um, percent. I had Portsmouth down um, on my list. Couldn't agree more. I think it's you know pretty nailed on the. the I mean, it was going to be a tough game, even with a manager in charge. Now the manager's left after one game, and the kind of League One spotlight is on Blackpool for all the wrong reasons. I think yeah. it's going to be even easier for Portsmouth. Yeah, um, I'm going to look at a team that actually lost on opening day um, in gruelling fashion. Charlton uh, lost against Sunderland at the Stadium Alight two one uh, to well one sixty fifth minute and one ninetieth minute goal, kind of crushing their dreams. Um, they are playing against Shrewsbury. Now, Shrewsbury have lost their manager. Uh, a lot of their top players are coveted by championship sides. They've had a few transfer requests thrown in. They lost their opening game at home to Bradford. It's not looking like it's going to be uh, the same as last season, although it's nope. still early. Um, and Charlton, you can get them at evens. Um, even though they lost against Sunderland, uh, I do expect them to be, you know, pushing around the playoffs. So I think Evans' uh, first home game of the season is a good price. Yeah, I think they showed definitely showed enough uh, against Sunderland there to show that they can be, you know, some a force to be reckoned with in this league. I'm sure. Um, 
squad depth is a bit thin, but if they can get a few reinforcements in before the window shuts, then I think they'll definitely be able to give a good fist of it. And I agree, they should beat Shrewsbury. Um, Peterborough, double chance for me. They're away at Rochdale. Uh, Peterborough double chance is 31-40. to 40. I think, as I said last week, Peterborough are one of my tips to be right up there this season. Uh, very young, vibrant, attacking side. Steve Evers is in charge, knows how to get promoted. They won on opening day, as did Rochdale, but I think double chance, so draw or Peterborough win at 31-40 to 40 is a really good price. Yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. Um, yeah. Peterborough, I know you like the look of them pre-season in your last week. Yeah. You said that um, you fancy them to, you know, potentially get promoted, very least a playoff push. Yeah. At the very, very least. So, uh, yeah, I can 100% see why you've gone for that one. Um, I am going to look at both teams to score. I did mention uh, the team previously. It is Bradford. So Bradford, as I mentioned, got that win away at Shrewsbury. They have got uh, Barnsley, so one of the most one of the promotion favourites. I am siding with Barnsley a little bit, but I'm I'm going for a more safer route. I think both teams will score in this game, and you can get that at nineteen to twenty. Yeah, I think uh, that's a good one. And for me, both teams to score. Luton at home to Sunderland. I think both teams will score there. Luton, uh, in their loss last weekend against Portsmouth, knocked on the door, knocked on the door, knocked on the door. They just couldn't get through the door. Um, they had a lot of chances, uh, hit, the wo- hit the woodwork, should have scored really. But I think this week they will. And Sunderland, we know they've scored a couple at home against Charlton. And I think they've definitely got enough about them to score uh, this weekend. Yeah. So three That's to- going to be... That's going to be such a shock going down to Kendall with Road. Yeah. yeah. For, for Sunderland, players, fans, manager, they're really going to know they're in League One, aren't they? Absolutely. Um, three to four is the price for both teams to score there. Great. Okay, so that is all then for League One. League Two, Hit, take it away. League Two. Um, where to start, really? Uh, well, actually, I'm going to start with Mansfield. Oh, yeah. Mansfield, very impressive. Very impressive. Um, won 3-0 on the opening day. Uh, damage was pretty much all done in the uh, in the first half. Um, they had a home game against Newport. Uh, by all accounts, they were lucky not to concede, but never really in danger. Um, they are playing away at Hewish Park, so a bit of a long one for uh, the Stags fans, but they're away at Yeovil, who lost 1-0 away at Bury, uh, which is not a good not a good result at all. They had, they um, had nine men. Nine, nine men, there you go, see? Nine men, terrible performance, terrible result. And uh, yeah, Mansfield, 21-20. to 20. I think that's a really good price, and I think that, that, that will come in for sure. Yeah, I can definitely see that one happening. Um, I think Lincoln will win at home to Swindon. 5-6 to six for Lincoln. Swindon somehow beat Macclesfield on opening day. I don't know if you saw it, but um, they were 2-1 down until I think it was the 95th minute and they got a, Swindon got a penalty, 
which they scored. And then they got another penalty in like the 96th minute and scored that. So out of nowhere, two penalties in stoppage time, managed to win 3-2. But um, looked like they weren't going to get anything from that game for large periods. And I think Lincoln will have too much at home. Really impressive in their win against Northampton away last weekend. Uh, so 5-6 to six for Lincoln is, is a good solid price for me. Yes, um, 100% agree with that one. Um, I think that that double penalty towards the end, um, I think that um, won some guy about 25 grand as really? well that I Bloody saw. That's mad. That, that's, when, that's when you know it's your day. Yeah, jeez. Um, so one game I'm looking at, um, it's a bit of a game against the uh, disaster clubs, to be honest. Um, on the flip side of what Tom's just said, um, Macclesfield, who lost against Swindon, uh, they're at home this weekend. They're playing against Grimsby. And Grimsby got absolutely demolished at home by Forest Green Rovers uh, 4-1. Not often you hear if that, anyone, is it? <laughs> No. If anyone has seen 38-year-old Danny Collins' own goal, Please YouTube it. You have it. I've surely there's no worse way to start a season. Yeah, it was diabolical. Absolutely diabolical. Unbelievable, unbelievable so, Jeff. Yeah, Grimsby. They're away at Macclesfield. This is not something I'm going to tip majorly strongly. But out of the two, I think Macclesfield will want to bounce back in front of their home fans. First time they've been. Um, First time they've held a League Two home game for something like five or six years. Uh, you can get them at seven, seven to five, and I think if I had to choose, I'd go for the home team. Yep, I like that. I agree. Um, no more from me. I have one more. Um, again, I'm kind of you know, there's not a lot of form to go off or anything like that. Um, but Oldham. Uh, Oldham did play one of the most one of the uh, promotion favourites. Um, they played MK Dons, um, lost two one. So you know, absolutely no shame there, really. Um, they are away at Forest Green, who I just mentioned started the season off and got everyone talking about something other than the uh, unfilled stars on their uh, new home shirt. Um, they they <laughs> obviously put four in. Um, I'm feeling of both teams to score. Um, that's four to five, and I really like that. Um, I think there will be goals at both ends. Yeah, that's good. When Forest Green are around, there always seems to be goals at either end. Um, so, always. Yeah, that's that's a good shout. That is, as far as I'm concerned. So I think that wraps up all of the league's tips for this weekend. Let's move on to the bombproof trebles. There's a week to forget for myself. I had Joey Barton's Fleetwood. They lost 1-0 at home to AFC Wimbledon. He also had Accrington in their first ever match in League One and they flopped it in a 2-0 loss to Gillingham. And they also had Notts County who drew 0-0 at home to Colchester. So a um, bit of a damp squib to be honest. Uh, less said about that the better. Uh, let's yes, move let's on. Move on. <laughs> move on to my one. Um, I had Nottingham Forest. They drew 1-0 away at Bristol City. He also had West Bromwich Albion. They lost 2-1 at home to Bolton. There's a theme here, isn't there? <laughs> I did have Mansfield, however, and they comfortably ran out 3-0 winners against Newport. 
Yeah. Um, let's forget about that, shall we? Yeah. Move on to this week's. <laughs> Tell everybody what it's all about. Yeah. So the Bombproof Treble is the world famous part of the show. Uh, where we put together all of our research, all of our knowledge, and all of our gut feelings uh, into a treble. At the end of the season, we total up how much we'd have made as a show and individually, and, yeah, hopefully we can win you some cash. Yeah. So, Tom, I believe you went first last week, so I'm going to go first this week. Hit me with some money, bitch. So, I am hopefully going to go much better than last week, and I am going to start my picks in the championship. I'm going to go for Middlesbrough. They are home to Birmingham and priced at 4-6. to six. Then, I'm going to skip League 1 completely and fall all the way down to League 2. Uh, I'm going to go for Mansfield. They're away at Yeovil, and they are 21-20. to 20. And I'm going to finish it off with a both teams to score. It's Forest Green and Oldham. That is priced at four to five. And £10 on, the recommended stake turns £61.49. Definitely think that's good. We've had a week to kind of assess where teams are at a little bit, get a, a bit of a clearer idea. Um, and I definitely like what you've got going off there. Good, Matt. Thank you, TP. Take it away, buddy. What you got? So I'm hoping to capitalise on... The turmoil and disarray at Blackpool. So we're going to go for Portsmouth at 8-5. to five. We're also going to go for Fulham and Crystal Palace to be both teams to score at 7-10. to 10. And West Ham to score at least one goal against Liverpool. And that's 5-6. to six. So all of that, £10 stake, pays 81 back. Oh, okay. I like that. We're kind of throwing... A little bit of a uh, bit of a curveball with your with your West Ham goal and my both teams to score. Yeah, I like it though. You Tasty know, though. Just instead of picking teams on the nose, we're picking good odds for other outcomes. Yeah, and just to let you know, profit chasers, we did not discuss this beforehand. Uh, we very rarely discuss uh, the Bombers trebles, but until we read them out on the show, it's so no uh, that's pretty much just a coincidence. So we both fancied some. A little bit different. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, so that was the Bombproof Trebles. Uh, we did receive a request on Twitter. Thank you for getting in touch, everybody who has over the last week, um, for us to each read out uh, one thing we fancy the most this week. Um, for me, it's not the best odds in the world. Fulham Palace, both teams to score 7-10. to 10, I think that is a shoo-in. And for me... Kind of replicates my uh, bomb through treble. Uh, it's also both teams score. Uh, Forest Green Oldham, really good price, four to five. That's my bet of the week. Thank you. Right, tell them how to keep in touch. Yeah. So if you've really enjoyed the show, and you know you do have a request, the uh, bet of the week that we've just read out there, um, feel free to contact us. Twitter is the number one place. Uh, T underscore FB podcast is our handle. Uh, feel free to join in the discussion there. Uh, we're on Facebook as well, www.facebook.com slash podcast. And if you want to keep in touch via email, uh, you can email us footballbettingpodcast at gmail.com. And it's also worth mentioning fantasy football 
Uh, we spoke about it last week, but the Premier League begins this week. So if you haven't done your fantasy football team on the official Premier League fantasy, uh, get it done. Join our league. There's a £20 free bet on offer for whoever wins the league. Tom will be looking to finally beat me in fantasy football. We know it's not going to happen, but you can at least try. Um, we'll put the code to join the league in the podcast description. If you can't find it, just let us know on social media and we'll just send you the code um, through direct message or tweet it out. So please do join. There's about 50-odd people in the league at the moment, so it's a bit of fun, highly competitive, uh, so get involved. Yeah, absolutely. Nice nice and competitive, just a bit of fun uh, to keep going along with the bets. Uh, so I think that's it for uh, the Premier League preview show. It uh, feels weird saying that, doesn't it? Premier yeah. League's back. It's been a while. been a while, but glad it's back. Lots of things that we like the look of bets-wise this week. As I say before, um, now opening day is done. You kind of get a little bit of a clearer picture of what teams are about, uh, especially in the Football League. So, yeah, fingers crossed for some uh, success and some profit. Yeah, thank you very much for listening, guys. Really appreciate it. See ya. Bye-bye.